Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, March 25th, 2022, and this is day 1469 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and thank you and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is obstacle or opportunity. Is that situation truly an obstacle or is it an opportunity uh, beneath the surface that you just don't see it yet because you're just, you know, so caught up in the situation (laughs) that you can't see the beauty beneath it or uh, uh, that's not been, it's not been unveiled yet because of our minds needing to be shifted uh, to opportunity zone. (laughs) We're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 15 verses 36 through 41. Acts 15, 36 through 41. And uh, this is uh, Paul and Barnabas and uh, their fellow companions. So it says, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now, that is a, that is quite a wonderful thing to do, right? To go check on the folks and Make sure they have everything they need. Let's let's go and make sure that uh, they're still able to continue the work of the Lord. I, I would imagine that's what they're thinking. So verse 37, Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark. And also uh, John uh, Mark was Barnabas's cousin. Okay, just throwing that out there. And it says, uh, also called John Mark with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. Oh, conflict, obstacle, oh boy. Here it is now, Paul said, no, I'm just going to put it in today's term, okay? This is how how I see it. You know, everything's going just fine. Let's, hey, let's load up the boat. Let's get to moving. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes John Mark. Uh, and and Paul looks like, oh, no, 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 no. This ain't happening today. You're not coming with us. You left me the last time. You deserted me, left me high and dry. And then you now going to come back? No, no, no. That's not going to work. I mean, no, that's not working. So that's kind of what I think happened. Uh, Verse 39 says, they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. That lets you know it got down dirty, deep down and dirty. Because here is Barnabas, whose name means encourager. 
Barnabas was the one that ushered Paul in to meet the rest of the disciples when he was transitioned from the one killing the Christians and locking them up to now serving Christ because he had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus and was blind for three days after he encountered Jesus as, as Jesus was preparing him to be one of the greatest um uh, one of the greatest leaders of the church uh, who wrote the majority or m- at least half of the Old Testament, 27 books, I mean, in the New Testament, of the New Testament, he wrote uh, the majority. And here it is, you know, Barnabas was the one that convinced the other disciples to allow him in their, their circle. If you think about it, here's Barnabas. I mean, now here's Paul. He's now change. He's no longer the one murdering Christians now. He's one to help build the kingdom of God. One day he was out to kill. The next day he's now serving Christ. And the Christians, you know, believers did not trust him. They did not like him because everybody knew his MO. They knew what he was out to do. And he did it well. (laughs) And Now he's saying, I'm a believer. Oh, wait a minute. Yesterday, you just took my cousins to jail. And you just murdered our dear friend, Stephen. You stood there while he was murdered. You Now, all of a sudden, you want to come and be in our good graces? So Barnabas convinced them, he's good, y'all. He's okay. He has truly changed. He is now on our side. So he and Barnabas have some really good long, strong ties together. But whatever that disagreement, you know, with that strong, sharp disagreement that they had uh, about uh, John going with them, uh, had them separate, part company. And we don't really know why Mark left. That is, you know, my commentary says he could have been homesick. He could have been sick. Uh, So many things. So we don't want to you know, judge them. We don't know what happened. Doesn't say. And it says, Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So they went to different places uh, where they were originally were going to go together uh, to these locations. So let's take a look. Let's find out. Let's dive deeper into this and find out a little bit more uh, from my notes here. So point number one, most times when obstacles, conflict, or difficult situations occur in our lives, we tend to see it as hopelessness. This is done. It's a done deal. It's over. I'm done with them. I'm, I'm done with this situation, whatever it is. We see only the negative side of the issue, and we also get sidetracked from our God-given purpose because of it. So <clears throat> the goal of our enemy, Satan, yep, that's our enemy, um, he will play those mind games on us time and time again. Uh, I remember a pastor uh, or deacon that we met gave us this acronym called TIS, T-I-S, and how that's what Satan uses to 
tempt us or get us off track. And that acronym stands for, the T stands for thoughts, I, ideas, and uh, S, suggestions. So these are the, this is how Satan constantly works at us through our mind, through thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Hmm, they mean me wrong. They dirty. They talking about me, you know, uh, suggestions. Yeah, they went out there. They they dogging you out, talking bad about your name. And, and, and so we can build a case that's not even true, but our minds will go there because we don't really know the facts. We just assume certain things. We get so consumed by the problem that we miss the opportunity God has for us. We typically can't move forward because our mind keeps us playing reruns of the hurt and pain caused by the person, obstacle uh, that the enemy or obstacle that the enemy has put in our inner circle. So typically, it's not anybody from the outside. You notice that here, these, these were good friends. You know, this is a tight inner circle here. So that's typically where it will come. Is this, uh, If it's from the outside, you can typically get past that. You don't have any relationships with, with those people, typically not that strong. But it's the inner circle where it can be the most harmful because you have deep-rooted relationships with those people. So the more we replay or discuss the scenario the further away we move from God, and before we know it, we're kind of like Samson. You know, when he was with Delilah and after she tempted him over and over again, let me tell me what's, where does your strength come from? Where does your strength come from? And he would just joke and, oh, it comes from this or it comes from that. But he he didn't want to tell her it came from his hair. But he was so in love and he just wanted to be loved. And, and, and he was seeking love and and. And he was seeking it in the wrong place. And finally, after she nagged and nagged and nagged at him, he told her, the strength is in my hair. And she said, the Philistines are upon you. And the men hiding in the other room that paid her to lure him and to deceive him so that they can lock him up, she called them out. And they came and they cut his hair. She cut his hair off. And she, when they came out, he was no longer strong. I mean, Samson was super strong, like a superhero. Super strong. He killed thousands of people with just his bare hands. And, you know, with the, with the I think it was a jaw of a, of a oh, oh, I'm trying to think of the animal that he used uh, that was dead. The, it was a carcass of an animal and he, the jawbone of this particular animal he used to kill up so many Philistines. And then he would shake himself and the Holy Spirit would come upon him. Well, this time he shook himself and there was nothing. It was silence. He no longer has strength. And we too can get in that place where we shake ourselves and finally realize that the Holy Spirit has left the building. Yeah, our building, the temple of God. And actually, he didn't leave us. We got out of step with him and left, you know, like a, like a dance partner. <laughs> we get off track and 
we start stumbling all over the place. Well, he, we leave him and, and following after, because we're following after our own fleshly desires for revenge or the I'll show you syndrome. You think you got me, let me show you. <laughs> I mean, that's just how we are, right? I know I've been there, done that many times. <laughs> And still, even today, I catch myself. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, you know, we have to do the self-talk. We have to say, nope, don't go there. And we have to train our brains because we can begin to think of that same scenario over and over again. And the more we think about it, the more angrier we get, the more bitter we get, the more we want to take revenge, the more we can't. We can't even be around that person. We despise even hearing their voice or seeing their face because we see them as our pain, our obstacle, when in all actuality, God is saying, this is an opportunity. (laughs) So we need to begin to see things differently, but we have to train our brains to do that. And we have to talk to ourselves and say, well, hold up. When we start seeing those reruns replaying in our minds, we have to change the channel and we have to begin to think about something else that brings us joy, something else that's going to divert uh, our anger. Um, so playing some good music, uh, you know, it could be definitely gospel music about Jesus. Um, you know, you may want to listen to uh, some people listen to opera or jazz, something, though, that's going to calm you down and begin to be get refocused. And focus on what God has given you. That is going to be the key. Uh, Don't allow your mind to go to the other negative side. Uh, You may think of it and and then move on as quickly as you can. And and don't, I'm not saying um, ignore your emotions or pretend it's not there. No, do that. And, And listen, they had a conversation. So, hey, go to that person. And when the time is right, (laughs) after everyone's calmed down and have the conversation, there's nothing wrong with that. And then you may agree, even if you don't both agree, that you know in your heart, hey, it's time for me to move on. I got to go. Point number two is we can see Paul and Barnabas, as I said before, who have been very good friends. Their conflict did not stop them from completing their assignment. As a matter of fact, What Satan meant for evil, God meant for good because they were able to cover two times the territory being split than they would have covered being together. Uh, It's all about the kingdom of God. See, when it's all said and done, God wants to know what did you do with the gift I gave you to share the love of Jesus with others? Yeah, that's what is required. And enjoy life to the fullest while doing it. It, We shouldn't be burdened down. It should be a joy. Um, So what's shaking, shaking up in your life that looks really bad that may actually be an opportunity? You need to look at that for yourself and decide what is that? We had to do it (laughs) many times. I I remember when um, we were... Uh, my sisters and I, uh, there's three of us the, that were um, doing the bakery together, a bakery that God blessed us with. And it started with my little sister, Jill, 
who had learned how to make these fabulous dinner rolls, cinnamon rolls from and cinnamon rolls from her um, her uh, mother-in-law uh, at that time, her, um, and uh, that mother-in-law has passed on, and and she's moved on a different marriage and all that. But but anyway, she sat up under her and learned how to do this, how to cook certain things. But that was just the number one thing, those dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls. And she got so good at it that she was giving them out for um, gifts for Christmas and things like that. And everybody looked forward to that more so than anything else. Like, oh yeah, we're going to get some of those dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls for Christmas. So we, she uh, thought, let's do a business, you know, and, and asked my sister Joyce and myself to be a part of it. And and I was always a loner, like, I don't want a partner. That's a marriage. It's a lot of work. And and I knew we all had different skill sets. So she knew how to do the bread and all that. My sister Joyce had more technical um, gives. And I had the business side of the gift and knew how to write the business plan to get the loan, those kind of things. So we did that, brought our talents together and did it. And we got a space in Raytown and our husbands were involved and and after about four years uh, in Raytown, near the end, uh, the country went into a depression, okay? It was literally a depression and not recession, but depression. And we suffered. Um, and there was uh, Hurricane Katrina at that time. We could not get sugar. Didn't even know that a lot of the sugar came from Louisiana. Uh, so... You know, it was rationed out. We use lots of sugars, sugar for our product. It was quite a, a tragedy as we were trying to keep things afloat. We had just added on to the bakery, a, a dining space that seated 30. And, you know, and all of a sudden we started suffering and struggling. And um, my sister Jill, they had to uh, take care of some financial situations and had to back out of the business. Um <clears throat> there were just lots of things that were happening where bill collectors were calling. We weren't bringing in the money that we used to and saying, we want this back. We want our equipment back. We want, we were like, oh Lord, what to do? Oh my gosh. And so I would say uh, within a week or so of all these things happening, it was just one thing after another, after another, that was devastating. Uh, a group of people came in that we had not seen before uh, all dressed in their business suits and things like that. And they ordered uh, a little of each item on our menu. It wasn't a huge menu. And they went and sat and ate it. And then they came back and said to us, we were sent here to come and get you. Literally, I'm not lying. We were sent here to come and get you to take you to Crown Center. And we're like, what? And they, um, it was true. <laughs> they, uh, one of the gentlemen that would come to the bakery all the time, he was the husband of one of the Hall family's daughter. And every time he would come in and, and buy up the rolls and every, he would have dinner parties and he would come back and let us know how much the guests loved the dinner rolls more than his prime rib and more than all the other things he made. And we just had a good rapport with, we didn't, we didn't care what people's titles or affiliations were. We just taught, we treated everybody uh, kindly and nice and got to know our customers. Well, apparently he also shared um, what we did 
with that family that owned Crown Center. And within that year, we moved to Crown Center and uh, there were other challenges that came along with it, but it was amazing. They redesigned uh, the space. It was about an 800 square foot um, bakery in Crown Center um, next to the Bronx at that time and uh, redesigned it to um, to accommodate all of our uh, high electrical equipment, <laughs> ovens and you know, refrigeration that we had to have in that bakery. And uh, it cost about $50,000 to do all those upgrades and, you know, signage and all that. And then there was like this huge kitchen, 2,000 or so square feet, maybe 1,500. And it had, it was a dream, baker's dream kitchen. It had the gigantic walk-in refrigerator and freezer so we could buy more supplies instead of buying a little at a time. We It had the most the biggest rotating rack oven uh, where we can make 10 times as many dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls at once. It had the giant mixer, Hobart mixer that was just like, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, we, we were just amazed and all these pieces of equipment cost a lot of money and they were already there for us. And I said, look at God, now that 50000 we would have had to pay. They said, no, 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 we'll pay the four, we'll pay 40, you just pay 10000 We didn't even have that, but God worked it out. <laughs> I'm saying all that to say, uh, there was so much more, but just to sum it up, what looked like devastation uh, at that place where we were in Raytown, it was really God saying, your time is up here. Now it's time to move on to the next place I have for you to go. And and in the way he did it was just, uh, hey, it was totally a God thing. God knows how to do it, to shake things up. He has people prepared and ready to receive you. It's just a matter of us obeying and yielding and getting out of the mindset that this is a problem <laughs> and seeing it as an opportunity. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that will be the first step because that's how the mindset will change. We will take on the character of Jesus Christ and then we can see things through his eyes, the way he sees it, not the way we see it. All right, now, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate our goal is to be with Jesus for eternity. That's it right there. Drop the mic. That's all. <laughs> I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. We'll check out what we're doing in the community with our precious youth, teaching them all kind of life skills, workforce skills, and entrepreneurship development, uh, and become a partner. Yeah, you may want to contribute. Check out what God is doing. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.